Hi all, welcome to the I Didn't Know That Was The Last Time podcast. My name is Liz and I'll be your host. On this podcast, we'll be using our title as the prompt for each episode. We'll hear different people tell their stories about a moment they didn't realize would be their last. Our conversations will be around grief, coping with loss, self-care, and perseverance. Don't worry, we'll also have some funny stories because what is comedy but tragedy plus time? I've been a bit under the weather and winter really kicked my butt this year, and I think plans for next year would include a break from this podcast while hibernating. I'm making a mistake I've made many times before, where I want a project to be a certain way so I hold up other aspects instead of just rearranging things. So my last personal episode is getting bumped because I have an interview that should come first. I was able to sit down with Miriam Clark to talk about my friend Spencer. I'm going to share the full conversation, and you can definitely tell this is my first interview. It felt so good to talk about Spencer again, and I'm so thankful Miriam agreed to be my first interview. One note from Miriam, if you have any stories to share or you want to reach out, feel free to contact her at Spencer's cell number. She's heard a lot from his car friends and would love to hear from any of his female friends. There are also some rumors that Spencer had a girlfriend, and Miriam would love to hear from her. If anyone who doesn't have Spencer's number wants to connect with Miriam, let us know on our social medias and we'll connect you. Okay, I can't wait for you guys to hear more about Spencer. Well, thank you so much for being with here with me today. Um, I'm going to go ahead and have you introduce yourself. Can you go ahead and tell us your name and where we are? So I'm uh, Miriam Clark, and I'm here with Liz and her husband, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they want to talk to me about my son, Spencer, who yep. I miss very much. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. Um, so let's go ahead, and I, in this podcast, we enjoy hearing stories about moments that were special and we didn't realize they were special, so I'm hoping that you can share a story with us of a last time you had with Spencer that you didn't realize was special? Um, Well, the last time that I had with Spencer, there were kind of two of them. One of them was the day before Thanksgiving. I had just gone to Best Buy to get a computer, a laptop. And so I went by Annie Mays because I saw his car out in the parking lot. And um, it was really empty except for Spencer uh, and the bartender. And so we went in and sat down and he uh, asked us what we'd like to drink. So he got Georgia hot chocolate and me, I think, uh, Irish coffee or something like that. And he told the bartender, these are my people. (laughs) (laughs) So that was one of the times. And... um, then the next one was the next day was Thanksgiving Day. And uh, his dad and uh, his wife were having Thanksgiving, and uh, uh, they invited us out. So um, we went out there, and uh, Spencer was there. And uh, he was—we um, went outside for a little while for a little walk, and his grandmother was there. And she's pretty old, and he was just being so tender and careful with her, kind of walking behind her and making sure she was steady and uh, just very loving. And uh, 
um, then the day after that was his accident. So, what uh, makes um, the moment at the bar special for you when he says these are my people? Well, because I suppose he's never quite said that in that way, you know, like kind of a young man, you know, they want to be independent. And uh, so uh, it just made me feel real loved uh, that he said that. And especially about my brother too, because uh, my brother's disabled and, you know, he doesn't have a lot of friends. And just for him to say that about my brother, I really appreciated it, so. Um, but one of the real strong memories I have of him was like much before then, it was actually the day he was born. Sure, share that with us. Okay, so um, it ended up that uh, I was in labor a really long time and ended up having to have a C-section. And so what happens sometimes after you've been in labor that long is you get really <clears throat> shaky. Mm -hmm. And so when he came out, I was I was really afraid he was going to cry because he, Tim, uh, his dad laid him down next to me. And um, I reached out my hand to him and I was really afraid he was going to cry because I was shaking so much. Mm -hmm. But instead, he just was looking at me, you know, like sort of upside down and just real calm. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, it's hard to believe that I can still remember like that very moment, you know, and there were a lot of uh, moments like that with him. He was born kind. He was just a very kind person. That's so, how I remember Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. So he was probably a little too kind. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate when it comes to kind hearts is sometimes it attracts people who aren't as kind, but Fortunately, I think that Spencer found a lot of kind people. So. Yeah, yeah, he did. He had, um, he had a lot of friends that like really, really cared about him. And uh, of course, you know, I didn't really know that because he kind of had his own life at that point, you know. So I learned that after, like there are people that still uh, you know, text me on his birthday or, you know, the day of his accident. And uh, uh, just a lot of people that love him very much. So that's awesome. Yeah. Is that, uh, are those things that you enjoy hearing? Because after this has happened to you in your life, um, something that I always wonder is how can somebody in your life or your community support you? Um, either like, you know, my age being one of Spencer's mm -hmm. friends, how, what are things that we can do to help make sure that you're still, you know, that you're loved and we're thinking of him? Well, the, the thing I really like, um, is, uh, when people talk about him, because there's a lot of, like my friends just don't, very few of them even talk about him. So one of the, it's, it almost makes it like, did he like even exist? And mm -hmm. that's one thing I like about talking to his friends is because they knew him more than my friends knew him. And so I like that they're willing to talk about him. That was something I was also wondering when it came to uh, friends in your same peer group. I saw it with my mom where 
it wasn't like they pulled away, but it's almost like they know there's a el white elephant in the room and they don't want to talk about yeah. it. And so they almost avoid it. Is there anything that you think uh, you would tell them or maybe something that you think they should know to help them talk to you about this? You can't say anything wrong. You, you can't say anything wrong because I think that's the thing that people worry about because if you're worried about saying the wrong thing, you're not gonna say anything. And, you know, like, I've read some things, you know, people say these dumb things or that, but it's like, you know, it's hard to know what to say. It's even after this happened to me, I don't know what to say to people. So, um, you know, I would say, just don't worry about saying the wrong thing. That's really good advice to say something rather than not say something, because that's probably the not saying something is what it reflects the, was he still here? Yeah. Was he even here? Yeah, yeah. That's that the sense. thing. It's like you don't, you don't want that person to be forgotten. Mm -hmm. I think something that uh, really had an impact on my life with Spencer is the last time I saw him. And I know I'm going to cry because... <laughs> It just, it hurts when you don't know life is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, at this age, I'm still tired of life happening. And I wish it would just, you know, slow down. Yeah. But I had just moved to uh, Lawrence, Kansas. Right now we're in Manhattan, Kansas. And it's only like 45 minutes away. Mm -hmm. And I'd started my quote unquote big kid job. But I still yeah. had my apartment out here. So I was traveling back and forth. And it felt like I was living out there during the week and just coming out here during the weekends. And I would just run into Spencer at Maze then. And I had started this big kid job and I hadn't run into Spencer because since I was working at Annie Mays, that is actually how I ran into him. I was there most of the time uh -huh. and then he would come in. So it was really hard running into him thereafter. And the last time I saw him was, I wanna say the weekend before his accident and it was only for a moment and that's what makes me upset is he was outside and he was talking to folks outside and i had uh saw him um outside and i knew he was outside and i didn't stop to say goodbye or have a conversation i needed to get on the road to get back to lawrence and i said don't worry we'll just catch up this time yeah i know i know those <laughs> those are my regrets too is the like getting busy with life and you know trying to survive and you you think you just have all this time mm -hmm. you know and you don't think of somebody that young being gone and uh, i think those those are the biggest regrets and regret is a very very real thing you know in in this country we like to think you know that you should be happy all the time and positive all the time, but everything in life isn't positive. And I think, uh, especially for people your age, I think that the workplaces are, they're so demanding, you know, like I know that was happening with Spencer. He, his work demanded so much of his time that he didn't have time for connections. And I think that's happening to a lot of people your age, you know. It's worse than even when I was young because 
when I was young, you could go home from work and have time for like life, you know? So, so I can see why that was happening, but it, you know, it contributes a lot to the loneliness, you know, that people feel and the sadness. I agree completely. And it's unfortunate thinking about like this moment in my life. And I like left that night early to go to a job that I hated. Yeah. And then I was also like late to his services because I couldn't get off work on time. And it just pissed me off so much because it felt like I kept missing these moments with him for a job that just wasn't worth it. Yeah. And yeah. And those jobs right now, they're doing that to people, you know? I mean, some people, they just have to work all the time mm -hmm. when they should have time for other things. For hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> for so many. I was, <laughs> we were talking about uh, Spencer's hobbies right before we uh, we started recording. Uh, what were some of his favorite hobbies? I want to share that. Yeah. So he loved... Uh, he loved anything. He was very creative. Um, and when he was really young, like he, he was very artistic and he loved anything mechanical. And um, like when he was really little, like second grade, he would make, he would sit there with those terrible school scissors, you know, the ones that aren't sharp at all. And he would cut up construction paper and make these intricate little paper-colored little sculptures of different things. That's awesome. Yeah, and he would do that, you know, while he was listening to the teacher and things. And uh, uh, I, I really wish I would have, like, encouraged that and seen that because the rest of school was kind of a struggle for him, mm -hmm. you know, the paperwork, you know, how they throw all those papers at you. Mm -hmm. And... Um, uh, as he got older, uh, like even like paintball, you know, when he got into paintball when he was in junior high, he would he would learn everything about things, mm -hmm. like every detail to the point where he was a referee and he would run the games and he would make the paintball markers. He would build them. And then uh, he got into um, he got a car and he got into working on the car and he got into learning how to put a stereo sound system in the car. And he built like this thing out of, I don't know what that stuff is called. It's like moldable, um, Bondo or something, maybe, I don't know. That sounds close but, enough to me, yeah, I'm not sure either. <laughs> <laughs> but he built like a sound system and put speakers and made this whole thing in the back of his car. And uh, then he got into like building bikes and, but he built a bike, it wasn't just like a bike, he like put all these artistic touches into it. Oh yeah, there was no mistaking which bike was Spencer's bike. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't believe he had just one, right? No, yeah. he had he had a ton of them. And um, one time, uh, like I started getting into the rental business, which was a whole mistake, but we won't go into that. But I was looking at a house, I said, huh, I'm thinking about getting a house. And he goes, 
you need another house like I need another bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> so he would get into things to the nth degree, and uh, uh, he also, like, started working on cars, and he had, like, um, I don't know, 2015 or 14 or sometime around then, we went to Oklahoma because he found this car he'd wanted since he was 14 years old. Uh, but he liked working on cars, but it was expensive to get parts for that car. So he um, he had, like, given a car to one of his friends, and his friend was getting ready to get rid of it. So he took it back and started <laughs> fixing it up and getting it to run. And one day he was going by some somebody's junky yard or where they had a bunch of cars that were broken down, and he found a, a Toyota Corolla station wagon. And he started—it wasn't running or anything. He fixed it and got it running, and it's still running. <laughs> we still have it. Uh, but uh, one of the, the Corolla car, he uh, had me redo— uh, the interior, so we kind of worked on that together. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was, like, artistic. It wasn't just a car. Mm -hmm. It was artistic. He decided, you know, he picked out a fabric to do the leather and this brown and tan, uh, and tan houndstooth. Um, and then um, the wagon, he was putting in a new motor, and... Uh, he loved working on cars, but he hated changing the oil. <laughs> and so he took the engine and he painted it like pink and black. And the part, one part was pink with black stars and the other was black with pink ribbons. Mm -hmm. Like there's two halves. And he did that because he wanted when the person was changing the oil because you can't see it from the top. You can only see it from underneath. Uh -huh. So that person who changed the oil would get to see that. That's inch. awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I would have never thought of that. <laughs> yeah. He just, uh, he had such a creative mind. It was just like fun to listen to him. And it was fun to like see his ideas. Um and I'm making an album of all of his work. And right right now, I just finished the one with his cars and bikes and all the mechanical things he liked to build. But he also built furniture. Uh, he painted. He did paintings. He did uh, sculptures. He uh, uh, has a bunch of drawings. So there's probably going to be like six albums because there's so much stuff so that's awesome i'm really glad that you're collecting it for him because yeah uh like we were talking about before this i don't think spencer realized how much he had no he he had no idea i just can't believe like how he had all that creative energy i didn't even know because he didn't he didn't talk about himself you know mm -hmm. he he was very humble so uh, when did he become such a sharp dresser? Because I remember there was a few suits that he would come into maze and it's like, what are you dressing up for? And he's like, for me, <laughs> he 
got into clothes from when he was like, he was one or two, when oh, really? he would decide what he was gonna wear. Uh, like when he was really young, I, uh, I made everything for him because they didn't have cotton kids clothes. And so I made like all these cotton things and I made them really big so that he could wear them for a while. Mm -hmm. But instead of wearing them for a while, he just got this love of loose clothing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, he, would, he was very into style, very young. I remember like in second grade, he insisted on have. he decided he wanted a mullet haircut. So <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't an extreme mullet. It was just a little bit long in the back. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he was... He always liked style and design, and he just had, I felt like he had really good taste. If I couldn't decide on something, I could ask him because he knew, you know, what would look good. Mm -hmm. So I uh, am a fan of the sort of dapper look that, like, yeah. you know, rockabilly style looks. So he would sometimes come into Maze wearing like, three-piece suits and a nice, like, <laughs> hat and uh, really, you know, shined up his glasses, and it, he's just taking himself out. And I was like, <laughs> you go, Spencer. Like, you inspire me to, like, dress out, get out of my sweatpants when I'm just here for myself. Like, that that was awesome to see. Yeah, I I felt like, like design and creativity was his calling, and uh, towards the end, it he was very unhappy in his job because he was he just had a job where he could make a little bit of money but not enough to get ahead and um, I was trying to get ready so that he could just do those things mm -hmm. and that's that's one of my regrets is that he didn't get to do really what he was meant to do he didn't you know he didn't live long enough to get to you know, he spent a lot of time on it, but he couldn't have a balanced life doing what he wanted. And, uh, you know, that makes me sad. And so Pitfall, again, going back to the yeah. how it is for this generation. Yeah, it's just they're way overworking and underpaying mm -hmm. a lot of people. And so... Especially uh, with that much creative ideas. It's yeah. just kind of like how big could he have made these pieces or how big could he have gotten? Yeah, he, you know, even with his cars, I feel, I feel like are works of art. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to someday have a show of, of like probably a sampling of his work. You couldn't fit all of it in, mm -hmm. <laughs> in a building, but uh, uh, I want to include his cars and the, especially this one bike that he made that's very creative, so. Well, I hope to see a local artist um, sampling or showing because they do that a lot at museums and it would just be such a great way to share it with, because friends like me have no idea how yeah. much he's done. I didn't even know how many sculpture pieces he had done or that he had done that until uh, we were at his house after the services. Mm -hmm. And I think he had like a, there's a table I remember. Yeah, there's there's right now all a lot of that stuff is in this room right behind you. Cause mm -hmm. it's like, uh, and it's full, it's full. <laughs> so um, in fact, uh, I'm gonna be moving into his house 
and uh, part of the reason is because he did some things in there. You know, he made things. He he redid the bathroom, and it was very creative. It's like white tile with red accent tiles, and uh, uh, he and his dad built a deck out back that's really nice. But uh, I'm going to turn the living room into a gallery of his work. Oh, and then awesome. I'm going to put his furniture in there that he made, like that table. And Oh, I love that. That room is, I remember that area that's perfect for it because there's a whole bunch of light, too, yeah. that comes in there. Yeah. Oh, that's so, going to be wonderful. Yeah. And then, so I can have a show of his there, although I'd like something probably more public at mm -hmm. some point because, uh, uh, you know, if strangers are coming in and everything, you know, <laughs> the whole mask wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it runs into some other problems, yeah. but it's still, it would be great to highlight local artists because that's something that once it's highlighted, it's reflected in our, in our local libraries and that's mm -hmm. part of local history. And he's definitely somebody that is this local history. Yeah. He was big in the community and I don't think that anyone didn't know him riding around in one of his cars yeah. or one of his bikes we always knew that was Spencer <laughs> <laughs> um well before we go I do want to ask you some uh questions on like uh for after this uh what are some ways that oh I think I already asked this I wanted to know what ways we can, uh, oh, no, this is the other question. What are the ways that we can honor Spencer? Like, did he have a favorite holiday? Did he have a favorite, did he love Parcheesi? Like, <laughs> his favorite holiday was Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Getting dressed up, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so. Oh my gosh, I remember that now. No, he would go all out on Halloween. Yeah. He always had like full face makeup he always, yeah, one, for Halloween. Yeah, one time he was a werewolf. So he came over, of course, at the last minute and we made a werewolf costume together. He did the hardware part. He made these haunches out <laughs> of wood that it was like, I don't know, what do you call that? Went stilt. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. like a partial stilt, not the full tall one, mm -hmm. but uh, there were like supposed to be the legs and feet. And he did the he did a mask that was like a wolf mask. And then I did the fabric part. So, you know, we did like a fake muscle shirt and mm -hmm. put a T-shirt over it. So uh, that was one Halloween. Another Halloween, he... Um, uh, he uh, was like a train conductor <laughs> and he dressed, you know, in these overalls and a conductor hat, but he made a train out of uh, uh, cardboard boxes <laughs> and somehow he got a hold of a real train horn. <laughs> <laughs> And it's still it's still in his garage and we're keeping it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I have a picture of him with that costume. I don't know where I found this. I've been gathering photographs from his dad and me and his Facebook and just uh, I also have his computer, got all the pictures off there, but he's standing there in Aggieville in front of the Aggieville police station <laughs> and he's where uh, he's got his train and he's wearing the conductor's costume so that's lovely yeah he did yeah even when he was young one time he went as a grim reaper and 
one time he was a DJ and he had this big boom box thing he made out of cardboard. So awesome. So celebrate Halloween to the nines yeah, when it comes and, to in memory of Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I absolutely <laughs> love that. Um, was there any favorite uh, dishes or meals that he had? Yeah. So um, cheesecake was he liked cheesecake and German chocolate cake for his birthday. So his dad would make the German chocolate and I would make the cheesecake. And um, his favorite, one of his favorite dishes uh, was a Middle Eastern dish, stuffed grape leaves. Oh, I've never had that. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a variety of recipes, but uh, our I would make our family's favorite, and he liked that. So it was stuffed with, like, rice and onions and hamburger meat and tomato sauce. That sounds delicious. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> That's fantastic. I can definitely eat. I can promise that I will be eating a German chocolate cake and cheesecake. In honor. <laughs> and then I'm going to try to find some of these drop, stuffed uh, grape leaves. Stuffed grape leaves. Yeah. Awesome. There's uh, quite a variety, though. Some of them aren't as good as <laughs> others. So. Well, that's part of the spice of life is figuring out which one's my yeah, favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, before we leave, is there any message you would want to uh, leave either telling Spencer or telling people like me and my age range of Spencer's um, just anything you want to leave us with? Yeah. So, you know, with all these outside pressures to work all the time and accomplish a lot, uh, you know, and people demanding different things of you, just be careful that you protect like some of your own time. Um, and time with people that you care about. And don't let anybody guilt you or, um, you know, make you feel bad about taking that time. So if you don't want to do something, you know, it's okay to tell people no or let me think about that or whatever. Whatever you have to do to get out of it. <laughs> I think this is solid mom advice. I am definitely taking this. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing Spencer with us. And I really appreciate being able to talk about him. And I hope that others in your life will feel comfortable in bringing up talking about it to you. Because like you've said, you just saying something is better than saying nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. I'll be omitting some family names for their privacy, but this is from the Manhattan Mercury, the local newspaper from Manhattan, Kansas. Spencer Clark, age 30, of Manhattan, died Friday, November 24, 2017, in Manhattan. Spencer was born September 1, 1987, in Corvallis, Oregon, where his parents moved after graduating from K-State. Upon the family's return to Kansas, Spencer lived and grew up in Manhattan, Kansas. Spencer was a kind and gentle person. He had many friends who only had good things to say about him. He was dearly loved. Spencer was perpetually building and making things and leaves a large body of work across many disciplines for such a young man. He was talented as a painter, sculptor, built paintball guns, car suspensions and engines, furnitures, lamps, computers, and bicycles. If you ever saw someone ride a tall bike in Manhattan, it was most likely built by Spencer. He never half did anything. He was relentless in his passions 
about all his projects, bringing all of them to completion. Spencer was a very good driver and loved cars, especially old Toyotas and Hondas. He enjoyed meeting his friends and fellow car enthusiasts at the Friday and Saturday night car meets. He was excited about working on his current project, an engine build on his 1983 Toyota Corolla station wagon with his good friend Ryan. His Christmas wish list was filled with equipment and parts for his shop. He had many customers as a bike mechanic who missed him after Big Poppy's closed. His many friends included other people who made things. He was a quiet man, but if you got him started about one of his projects, he would really get to talking. He was deeply loved and will be missed by his two parents, stepmother, four brothers, grandmother, six aunts, and three uncles. Thank you again to Miriam for sharing these stories with me. I'm super thankful for all of her comfort then back in 2017. I was crying very hard at the cemetery and it was very backwards because she was the one giving me a hug telling me that it was okay. And I was okay until the end of the night when we were looking over his drawings. I ran my finger down an indent of a line and I could feel the pressure he used and realized that would be the last time I had that connection with him. It was also the last time I was able to talk about Spencer. So I'm really thankful to have this opportunity. If you're listening in the Kansas City area and want to sign up for an interview, send us an email titled interview with a summary of your story, and we'd love to set something up with you. If you're listening from literally anywhere else and you'd like to hear your story on this podcast, send us an email titled with your last time subject. If you like this episode, give it a five-star rating wherever you're listening. Follow us on social media. Our handles everywhere is at Last Time Podcast. If you have any feedback or want to reach me, you can email us at lasttimepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'll miss you bunches.